pull up a bar stool. Fun, fun show today. Once a month, I have my friend Andrew Foxwell on the podcast. And uh, I always enjoy going back and forth with Andrew, talking about the latest and greatest in Facebook marketing. It's going to be a good one, man. Good one. We're going to be talking about things like instant articles, new view tags feature. It's found with Empower Editor. Call now button. Really important for, for uh, local businesses. And speaking of local businesses, events and how that is going to be updated and upgraded throughout 2015. So great stuff. Now, before we get to the show, depending on when you're hearing this, I'm going to have my second workshop of 2015 very soon. So June 2nd, if it's not yet June 2nd, there's still time to sign up. It's Convert with Confidence. Go to johnloomer.com slash CWC to sign up and join me there. It's going to be a good one. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from johnlimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, as we're trying to do every other week, my man, my friend, my fellow Wisconsinite, Mr. Andrew Foxwell. How's it going, mate? Hey, it's going well. How are you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for well, asking. Well, that is Oh, I like I like your hat. Guess you have some history on where that hat came from. Yes, uh, actually went to uh, the Taj Mahal of the Midwest uh, or of Wisconsin at least. Uh, it's America, America. Uh, yeah, this uh, uh, Lambeau Field. Um, this past weekend, uh, I was driving back from uh, the tip of uh, Wisconsin, kind of on the thumb there of Door County, and drove back to Madison through Lambeau, and uh, they had actually a marathon that was ending in the on the field at Lambeau so we could actually walk in and walk down and uh, be amongst uh, the stadium it was pretty cool I'd never been there before so hopefully this year we'll be able to get to a game we'll see we'll see if uh, if the if the wallet and the and the calendar allow Um, I I think it can happen you don't have as many excuses I feel like because you're you're there man you should go we we, last time we went to Wisconsin as a family or not Wisconsin but Green Bay as a family or one of the last times we took the boys to the tour. That was fun. But, yeah, I haven't been to the back Packer game in Green Bay since Brett Favre's first game when he led, led the Packers back against Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Yeah, it'd be pretty, uh, it'll be pretty awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Make it All right. happen. All right, man. What are you drinking? I know everybody's excited about this Wisconsin sports stuff. What are you drinking? Uh, I got, a, got the uh, Oarsman Ale from Bell's. It's a nice uh, tart summer ale from Bell's in Michigan. Mm. So it's really action. good. Actually. Well, yeah. it's it's out, it's rainy and forties outside, so I can't drink anything that's summer-ish. So, uh, Upslope India Pale Ale. I've lost track of what beers I've had on the show, so we I just should do a review. Dig in, and I got I don't know I don't know if that is, but it's this is a local Boulder, Colorado beer. So cheers nice. to you, man. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, and I just had breakfast, so this is awesome. Yeah, it oh, is. It tastes well. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. There are a lot of Facebook things happening as we record this that I want to make sure that you and I talked about today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being instant articles, which uh, a couple of things related to this. There are all these rum- all these rumors and there's all these rumblings about Facebook wanting to keep uh, publishers on Facebook and how that was going to kill links and all that kind of stuff. And 
And then this came out. So I'm uh, pretty sure that that's what these rumors were referring to. I don't, I don't see it that way at all as being something that's bad for marketers or publishers or anything. Um, so I was HubSpot, and for, I just got a little background, then we'll talk about exactly what this is. But so I was HubSpot articles basically saying that it's bad for marketers, okay for publishers, but great for Facebook. When, when I talked about it on the PHC webinar, johnwimmer.com slash PHC webinar, I was like, this is something that's great for users, great for marketers, great for Facebook. I just don't see any issues with it. But let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what it is and how it's going to impact the experience. Yeah, so I mean, it's, a, it's an opportunity for uh, publishers to put articles that are more media rich um, on Facebook. Uh, and then you basically have them live on Facebook uh, and then you're sharing revenue uh, or you're actually keeping the ad revenue if you have your own ads on there. And then if you uh, allow the Facebook audience network to put articles on there, which I think is inevitable for some other publishers that don't have large you know, advertising kind of exchanges and things like that set up. Um, that you'll be able to share revenue with Facebook. Uh, and and let's, let's back up. And let's back up. The yeah. one big problem that this solves, and the re one of the reasons why Facebook did this, was that, and so this, this is a problem not only for Facebook, but for marketers, for publishers, for the brands, is that, well, the links, you know, Facebook has been doing their best to, to, to show more links, to get people to drive and driving there to these websites, they, they take eight seconds to load on average. So there, right. there, there could be, and this actually worries and me. A, and that's an average, by the way. That's an average. That worries me when I, when I hear that stat because I'm like, I feel pretty good about this, the success, the performance of uh, my ads driving traffic. Mm -hmm. But if it's eight second load time, how many people are just bouncing? And like saying screw this because everything else right. is instant instantaneous on Facebook to the point you know autoplay video I mean come on so this is the worst type of content right now on Facebook both for Facebook for the users and for the publishers because they're they're probably in a lot of cases not even following through with the clip right yeah I mean I think what what's interesting about it is um, is there's I think there's a quality of attention that people do not there's a lack of quality uh, of attention that people pay to landing page experience and your website experience. And I think there's, you know, it's sort of funny, like it's 2015 We and when you go to a good website, you're like, this is a great website. Like you can, you can feel it, you know? And so we, as, as Facebook marketers, um, there's many of us that, and I'm guilty of this as well, that are kind of in for the hitting something up that's like quick and dirty kind of. Yeah, uh, and especially on a publisher angle, there's opportunity to make that so much more than just text on a page. And what users have shown, based on video, based on images, is that they they want there's an opportunity to create a media-rich experience. And so yeah. what Facebook is doing is it, they're allowing the publisher to do that. The thing is, if I'm reading an article about travel and I'm going to reading an article about traveling to Europe, I'd much rather see video involved in that. And much rather see images and stuff because it because it makes it so much different. I mean, look at what the difference of reading blogs on like a uh, you know a Flipboard or like a Feedly does or something. It, it it just just putting those articles into a different UX and UI makes it an right. entirely new new thing already. Right. So this this shows the kind of the opportunity there, I think, and, and it's smart of Facebook to to build it on their platform because 
their load times can be really quick. Yeah, so let's talk about all the all the things that people expect from this because I, I think for me, I had a hard time envisioning what it meant. And it helps, first of all, to actually see it in action. So if you go to uh, Facebook.com slash instant articles, you'll see Facebook, I believe that's the link, see Facebook's page that's a collection. These are just certain, I think like nine different partners that they do this with right now. And uh, so you can see a bunch of examples of this. But basically what, what it is is, First of all, their thumbnail, so link thumbnail, it can be like an autoplay video, really, instead of just that static thumbnail that you've been you've been getting up until now. Right. You click you click on that, and the stat I saw from TechCrunch is that instead of eight second load time, it's a quarter of a second, and really it's instantaneous. I mean, I don't even know how you measure whatever it was. Click and there it is, and um, it, it looks like. It, they can make it look like your website. So Facebook pulls in your CSS, the fonts, the colors, all that kind of stuff. So it looks like your site. Um, and But it's all media-rich, like you were saying, interactive, where you can have, as you scroll down, these, these videos that autoplay, and, the, and it's with sound this time, videos autoplay, you got interactive maps, you got all kinds of crazy stuff. I, don't even, I can't even remember everything that's in there. But it's media rich, very interactive, better than I think 99.9% of cases than going to your site anyway. The ads that are in it, unless you're doing audience network, the ads within it, if they exist on your site, are your ads. You get all the revenue. You're not sharing that with Facebook. Um, and, uh, and also if you're doing Google Analytics, Comscore, and a few others, um, all that, that traffic is yours. It's not Facebook, or it could be shared. Right. With Facebook. I'm not even sure how that works. But um, anything I'm missing from all this? No. Okay. So, so basically, number one, amazing experience for, for users. All right. Mm-hmm. So it it improves that experience so much. You're not going to get that eight second lag time. It's it's if, if uh, publishers put in the the effort. Um, they're going to have a much better experience here than they would on that website anyway. Uh, publishers can also have, they have the option. They don't have to make every single article this way. They can pick and choose which articles they want to do. I don't right. know. I have no idea how much work it's going to be. My understanding is just a few snippets of code. I don't know. But um, it sounds right. a little bit easier and too good to be true. But um, And then, uh, so so from like the, the brand's perspective, the marketer's perspective, they get more people interacting. Like, first of all, the, your interaction rate on these should be phenomenal. Like, the people who actually right. click on it should go way up. Uh, the people who are there that you can, I assume, remarket to, right? I assume we still have these pixels. We can remarket oh, to Oh, yeah. People. I would think so. Yeah. Um, goes way up. And then time on site should go way up. You can still link to any page within your site within it. Um, yeah. I don't see the negatives of all this. What am I missing? I mean, I, th- I think the negative always is when, um, well, so not a negative, but I think a perceived negative of it is, you know, people feel weird about having something that they've created live in another place. Um, and ultimately, you know, they do have, they get that revenue if they're sharing on their own, um, you know, their, their own ads on that, on that page. Which but, most, um, most, look, if you're a sophisticated marketer, you have your own ads on your site anyway. So, right. so and, and if you're not, 
you should be happy to have this easy way to share revenue with Facebook if you you know if you want to do the share with um, audience network. So, I mean, right. that's not an issue. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think, but that that's kind of the, you know, if I was, let's say I was the head of a big, uh, you know, publisher and I said, man, I don't know, I mean, spent a lot of time and money investing our, our resources into our website, you know, am I okay with things living over here? And I think there's different variants of how people have gone at it, you know, like the, the BuzzFeed said they're going to put almost everything on there and New York Times put like a really weird article about something that I thought like a um, something about like, like a uh, gymnastics star from China or something. I don't remember. It was a weird, it was a weird like false start almost. The but awesome I, one I, though was uh, National Geographic had one. Yeah, the, that, the, that the, one was The bees, incredible. that was a really yeah, cool that, one. Yeah, the bee one was awesome. Yeah. But I think, you know, that, uh, those are kind of the negatives. I also think people see that and they, and they also think work, right? They'll think, oh man, that's exactly what I, I, I transfer yeah. that. Right. Uh, and, and that part is we don't know what that's like yet. Uh, and I, and I, inevitably it will create more work in the sense of how we think about it now because it's going to you're going to have to put more into it in terms of media. You know, I think the, the fact that we now are most of the ecosystem of digital marketing in terms of informational stuff is led by you send people to a page and it's a page with text and, and written words. But all of us have shown that actually, if you show us video and photo, that's more beautiful and like more media rich. We like that, and we'll spend more time with that. So Facebook is essentially usurping that path uh, that people are going to take a long time to get to, and they're saying, "Hey, this is an opportunity. Allow us to help you with this uh, on the platform that, oh, by the way, sends you a third of your traffic." Um, yeah, the referral traffic. Yep, and that. I think what I'd love to do is talk to someone from one of those places that are doing this right now. Because what I'm trying to understand is um, if all you did, because it does sound like work, but yeah, if you did the interactive videos, if you did the autoplay video, thumbnail, all that kind of stuff. But if the only benefit you're getting is the instantaneous, you know, show the article, is that still worth it? And that's what, I'd, that's what I'd love to know. Like, what are the negatives to that? And I would, I would love to hear from National Geographic and New York Times and all those. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Right. I think the takeaway from uh, for those of us that are not publishers, um, you know, is this is a direction that Facebook is going in every sense. So right now our model may be Facebook ad to website where a conversion takes place. We're, we know that they're going to have the buy button on Facebook. The ad becomes the store, right? And so, mm. like, that is inevitable. And so I, I think if I were the, in charge of, and then I'm telling my, a lot of my clients this, you know, look, the, where you should be making investments is in having beautiful graphics, having copy and, and having descriptions of your product that are, tr that are real and true and also, you know, help people feel like it's an experience. And also video, you know, invest in video. But right now, that's something that a lot of people are not doing and that is has been shown as a clear signal of where we're headed. Yeah. And so, you know, we have the opportunity to describe what things are with video and let's and I think it's smart to do that. Yeah. As TechCrunch said, and the link that you reminded me about, uh, it's Facebook's quest to absorb the internet. And right. I mean I think you can you can resist that if you want. But it's also a matter of how things are changing and how potentially user experience could be changing. Like it, if users, pref all that matters is what users want. 
And that's the way Facebook works, and I appreciate that. Like if Facebook's if users would prefer to stay on Facebook, then click my link, and that takes eight seconds to load. Um, I should probably adjust because if I res, if I resist that and everybody else starts doing all these uh, instant articles that are awesome and engaging, and I'm not because I want to make sure that they only click my link that is not whatever. Um, you're gonna be left in the dust. Right, I agree totally. All right, so uh, shifting some gears here, and I guess since we've got our, our beers, let's, let's do a quick cheers, my friend. Cheers, Steve. Cheers. cheers. All right. So I think, uh, there, I mean, I got like, three other things that we could talk about. We'll see what, what time we have. We've spent almost 15 minutes already, but the the view tags. That, so this is something that's with, been found within Power Editor recently. That I haven't used. Actually, I don't even think I have it, which I don't understand because I've got the, the whitelisted version of Power Editor. I should have everything new within it. But I think it must be by request or something. Um, but a lot of people have reported it to me. I know that you've seen it and used it. You've actually seen it for a while. What can you tell us about this? It's, so it's separate of tags that are within the ads area of Power Editor. I just burped. That's awesome. It's the view tags. What, what, what do you got on this? Well, I mean, so it allows you to understand um, of people that viewed it and didn't necessarily click. Uh, it allows you to understand if they made it, if they... Um, How's it work? How's it work? How does it work, Andrew? So essentially, it's un in Power Editor. It sits under the ad level. Uh, you can actually, if you have view tags, you put them in that piece of code. So and then, this, is, this is below the URL tags, right? Two separate things. Yep. It's, it's, down, it's down below. Um, and it... Anyway, it's an opportunity for you to uh, put in tags if you have view tags, which those of you that don't, um, and you're spending, you know, more than let's say fifty thousand a month. If you are, I mean, maybe you're spending twenty-five thousand a month on ads across clients. Um, depending, you're going to want to talk about view tags. Um, they're going to become increasingly important, and this gets back to what we discussed on the podcast um, maybe a couple episodes ago, which is. You know the the dark social gray social discussion and the, the fact of the matter is whether people want to accept this or not people are seeing an ad on their phone and or on their desktop uh, or their tablet and they're not clicking but it, it is influencing them and so this is another step in Facebook's um, dedication to helping us understand how people are traveling through uh, most of the things that we do now are based on this direct click interaction it's no doubt that we're showing 40,000 impressions or however many impressions um, and that's influencing purchasing. And so this is a, a way for Facebook to do that. So basically you get the tags, you can put them into there to the ad and then it'll help you measure that. Um, it's been available to others for quite a while um, in terms of like large, big, big spenders. Um, and I've heard good, you know, I've heard good results with it. I mean, it's, it, there's always things that are happening. They may not be as, uh, dramatic as a direct click, uh, you know, in terms of a conversion and success level. But uh, let's say that there's another 20% of conversions that you didn't even know about that you can take credit for. That's a good thing. So uh, I'd encourage you to do uh, more research around kind of how they're rolling it out and what view tanks what might mean for you in the future. So what, why are they needed uh, when you consider that Facebook's attribution is within one day of viewing or 28 days of clicking? So it captures a larger swath of people. Um, so it's, you know, essentially you're able to customize that more. 
Um, so right now the view is based on, uh, you know, this, uh, the one seven and 30 day. One seven twenty eight. One seven twenty eight, um, And so this allows you to basically look at that uh, from a longer point of view and also customize it. So you want to look at three day, you want to look at seven day, eight day. They work differently. Uh, view tags work differently from one another, but you basically learn more. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, an example of, you talked about um, the don't assume anything on Power Hitters Club, where you extended your WC your website custom audience out from 30 day to 180 day, and it was cheaper, and it's still really relevant. Just because those people haven't been there in a while, we always we often think, oh, they've 180 days haven't been there in a while, you know, whatever. But in this sense, um, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like maybe they maybe they took 180 days to buy, but they did buy, uh, and maybe they only saw an ad, but they they made a purchase. So. Um, I think connecting those and having those two things t together is important and it allows you to see it in a uh, more refined manner. Yeah. It's a little bit of a tangent, but uh, for anyone, so if you're not in PHC, yes, this is an article I wrote in the Power Heroes Club, not to assume anything because things are constantly changing. Like I always have people ask me, you know, what's good, what's bad, should I do this, should I do that? What, you know, looking for a structure and specific way to do things when you should always be experimenting and trying new things. Example of that was using website custom audiences over the last 180 days. It's something I've always neglected. I say avoided, just neglected it. That I, I, I always think, okay, most relevant, I'll focus on most relevant. So 14 days, 30 days in particular. And if I want to expand the net instead of going to 180 days, I'm like, oh, let's go to lookalikes and interests. So I just started out of the blue to start targeting 180 days. Like for my site, that's like 400,000 people. And, um, I was seeing crazy results, like really good, better than 30 day, better than 14, um, which makes some sense because the w, the um, the cost per the CPM was lower targeting these lot this larger audience. Now, sure. along those lines of don't assume anything, that has kind of calmed down a little bit, and it's not quite as effective as it was. But yeah, anyway, a little tangent there. But the point being is you should constantly monitor. Constantly try new things. Don't assume that one thing works and one thing doesn't. Right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that maybe saw an article or they researched an article, came to your site, found it, found what they needed, and then haven't come back. And so that's this is kind of a way to think about that on a long tail. Uh, you know, depending on the uh, price of the purchase, too, things can take a long time. Um, and you can also, in that longer gap, if you are, have a website custom audience for retargeting and you extend it to that 180 days, offer them an incentive to come back. You know, there's, uh, there's just so many opportunities. And um, it's interesting, we all, I, I mean, I, I know, I'm. before I read your article, I was always doing just like 30 day mm. stuff, you know? But then you get into it and there definitely is a chunk of people when you first launch it that are really relevant. Um, and so, uh, and then it kind of does die out, but I think that's fine. You captured some more people that were interested to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I think I think we're done talking about that. Unless you want to talk any more about view tags. No, that sounds good. Um, I think the other development that's happened recently is the call now button. So this is something I think it was tested for a while because I I, I remember it being Facebook announcing it or like rumors of it several months ago, and but now it's like official and they're they're rolling it out. I'm not sure who has access to it, but um, so with the, so for. The local awareness ads, you can create these in U.S. and just certain countries. You can, uh, instead of the button for like get directions, you can make that button be uh, call now. 
So this is for the local awareness ads only. What can you tell us about that, bud? Yeah, I mean, you can basically, uh, they're only in local awareness now. Um, so you only have the, you know, really the radial targeting that you can use around your location. Um, and then you can, you know, select one of the drop down buttons is call now. And then it actually calls the phone number. Uh, Google has had these for a while, click to call ads. Um, and yeah, so, so and, and for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about, so you just click the button, that click call now button, and instead of opening like a web page or something, it just automatically starts calling your business, whatever yep. number you tell. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and so I think, um, you know, for, for it, certain businesses, this can really apply. I mean, if you think about, um, you know, I, I think about how to um, do something, let's say, as like a dentist's office or something. You know, you launch that and you say, hey, you know, call to make an appointment now. Please mention this ad. We'd be happy to chat with you. Um, and you give you 10% off on braces or who knows. But like, you know, there, there's so many, I think there, I think it's actually a very applicable ad unit because right now, if you think about a dentist's office, you could, as an example, but you could, your goal is to get people in your chair, right? So you're, you're trying to book people into that. And one way to do that is to do, most of the common way to do that is to get people to your site, to convert, to sign up. Now, but I, but a thing that's really personal, right? Or like is yeah. more of an experiential piece, you may want to talk through it, right? Like um, my friend runs a boat company here in Madison uh, and boat rental. And um, he said that they get calls all the time because people say like, my son is, you know, 10, can he go up on a standout paddleboard by himself or can he not? What does it cost? You know, and he has all this on his website, right? But mm -hmm. they, I think they want to click the call. So there's a really big, op I think it's a big opportunity. And I actually, um, I think it actually, it, it could even serve very large customer service right. uh, things. So like, let's say you have a list of complaints uh, of people that are, are, you know, maybe you haven't spoken to in a while and you load it in as a custom audience and launch them. And that's down the road, right? That's so um, I think the call but call now button is really a, a, a continuation of making local Facebook pages um, so much better for small businesses and, and making that a more complete experience for them so they can really see the tools in their toolbox that Facebook offers them. Yeah, I had someone ask me, I thought it was a good question, and that, you know, why, why local businesses, first of all? Why was this only rolled out to local businesses? And what's an example of when you'd actually use this, when you'd actually want to click that call now? And, you know, you mentioned the dentist, and like, but I kind of got his point. I mean, the one I could come up, come up with where, like, where I would actually click it, it was like pizza, right? So sure, you more this, immediate. Yeah, it's immediate. You're, you're some, so you're targeting people who live locally, because remember now you can, you can target people who not only are local, like are in the vicinity, but they actually live locally. Or it could be just everyone wants pizza, I guess. Say, hey, click this ad, call us right now, get 50% off pizza, or buy one, get one, or whatever it is. I feel like that could be a great opportunity because that's how most people order pizza anyway. They make a phone call. And whereas a lot of stuff, I, I, know, I don't know about you, but a lot of stuff, I just, I prefer to, you know, fill out a form or do all this stuff online instead of talking to somebody. And But that's just a natural thing. So that's the first thing that came to mind. But yeah. I am curious, though, why um, it, it was just rolled out locally. I assume it's going to be available to everyone eventually for any type of business where like set up a consultation or whatever. Right. I, I think it, you know, so 
I think Facebook, ever since, you know, three years ago now or whenever about, you know, organic reach decline, Facebook has been trying to uh, make, make a concerted effort towards helping small businesses. They've done the Facebook Fit program where they're on the road talking to small businesses and with small business owners on the panels and things like that. And I think the, the click to call one is just yet another option. So uh, I think calling is common for a lot of small businesses, especially in the services industry. That, you know, they... Um, you can fill out a form, and some people do, but other people want to call. And yeah. um, and so, you know, I think it's very relevant for things like the cleaning, um, carpet cleaning, things like you know that that you want to ask more questions, and you would pro- you could email, but also if there was an ad there that said, "Call us now," it makes sense. I but I think the most immediate opportunity is what you're saying, which is food delivery. I mean, that's a big industry that makes total sense. Uh, you know, things like. Um, uh, you know, haircuts, like if, you know, get five bucks off, call us now, um, you know, and, and offering a lot of those. Cause, re- cause I think what Facebook has had, has had a tr- problem with on small business side is that small businesses, when f- Facebook goes in and says, look, you can load up your email list, you can launch an ad to those people, you can do retargeting, uh, small businesses see steps to that. And I, mm-hmm. and, and inevitably it takes time. Right. And they'll say, I'm just busy. I just can't, I can't do that. Um, and so if you give them the option to launch an ad that is a, that's call fun, that's call focused and it, and it doesn't involve the website, it doesn't involve having a, you know, I mean, a really up-to-date Facebook page, maybe, um, it's an opportunity that's probably attractive to, to some people. Um, so, yeah, no. And, um, I, I think there's definitely opportunities there. Um, I think the, the, the one disadvantage I think with this, the local awareness in general and, and using that call button is that. It's just there's no layered targeting, so it's like making yeah. sure you reach the right people who want to call you now. On the flip side, if you're, you know, I, I'm looking forward to when it's rolled out. I, mean, I I won't personally use it, but when it's rolled out further to for any ad type, it's like then you can drill into the, the exact type of person who'd be interested in calling you right now. Like you right. just visit, hey, you just visited this page. I know you're interested. What can I do to get you in the door? Call me now. Click this button. Right. I mean, you think about, you know, you think about uh, 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 the Grand Ole Opry, right? One of, one of my clients, you yeah. know, for them, the Grand Ole, if we could launch ads to people that are traveling in Nashville, now that we have that opportunity, say, call us now. We have sh- tickets left over at a discounted rate. You know, like it, it has a, has applications in really a, a much larger fashion. So um, anyway, I think it's I think it's exciting and I think it shows a clear dedication to listening to small businesses i wouldn't be surprised if this came out of the small business advisory council so you're saying that facebook isn't out to screw local businesses that's not that i thought that was the fact that's correct it's actually really interesting when you um when you see a small business that's using facebook really well uh and especially a lot of times i've seen lately that it's a small business that's using facebook and instagram together um, it, kind of an interesting visual tie to get people there. And it's not as direct response focused of click here and book this. It's a come down and, and learn about us and experience who we are and uh, humanizing it. And um, I think it's a really powerful combination. And, and you see it and you're like, wow, that's really cool. And you feel like you want to be there and be a part of it. I think it's, a, it's anyway. But Absolutely. Tangent. Now, not, not really. Not really. It's somewhat related because I think this relates to local businesses. Last thing I want to talk about before before we wrap this thing up, so it's not a 45, 50 minute 
uh, podcast this week uh, is events. So this is again going to be local. Uh, Facebook's yeah. announced recently they're going to be making a bunch of changes to events, uh, putting more of a focus on this. And it, you can kind of see them shifting their focus at groups, messenger events, and how they're, they're moving around. But what can you tell us about that? Well, so Facebook came out with uh, and talking about that they were going to redo events um, uh, yesterday. Uh, and, um, you know, they are, you know, they've been recently talking about redoing events, which is great. Uh, I think it's something that those of us that have used them feel like it's, you know, in need of a makeover. Uh, and so it's a product of theirs that doesn't quite fit perfectly. So they're doing a lot of integration um, with Messenger. So the first thing is, uh, they're going, users are going to be able to share events directly via the Messenger, uh, Facebook Messenger application. Um, you're going to be able to do one-on-one -on -one chats uh, in mm -hmm. Messenger between the hosts and the invitees. Mm -hmm. um, you'll be able to share files and things like that. Uh, you also, you know, they've also said generally Facebook events are going to be uh, featured more prominently right. in the newsfeed. So algor algorithmically, they're going to be rewarded, and then. Uh, also, just like when you like a Facebook page, it mm. populates other Facebook pages below it. It's going to do the same with events now. Type of um, events that you might be interested in. So it's going in. to say, yep, hey, here's some related ones that you may want to think about. Um, the one that, to me, I think is pretty cool as well is they have made some indication that they're working on the ability to invite non-Facebook uh, people. That, that looked like it wasn't immediate, but yeah, like, uh, no, I think they not, said not even. Next year. Yeah, maybe even like they, they didn't seem to be a big rush, but they, they understand that that's an issue where not everyone's on Facebook. So like you want to invite all these people like, oh, I can only invite these people who are on Facebook. This can't invite these weirdo weirdos who don't have a Facebook account. You know? right. But um, so so no, that makes sense, too. So, again, it's a matter of kind of absorbing the Internet where involve everybody. Um, and one other thing that they it sounds like they're not going to do. So a lot of people assume, like with groups, they separated it off from Facebook. With Messenger, they separated it off. It does not sound like they're going to do that with events, I believe, is my understanding. Nope, it doesn't. It's they, you know, the article that I read about it from from um, Social Times and one from TechCrunch, they both mentioned that it could be a, they're like an app maybe, but I, I don't see it yet. Um, you know, but I do think that you look at you know Eventbrite's app in terms of event management is, is actually really powerful. And a lot of times I've had people that I've worked with that'll run ads to an Eventbrite page because to man the event management piece of it's a lot better. And so if Facebook's going to challenge that, which sounds like they inevitably are going to, and they're going to update that product, um, you know, having that all live in one ecosystem makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure it would be really, really powerful. Basically so. don't do anything that could easily be challenged by Facebook. <laughs> like Eventbrite, watch out, you could be in trouble. Yeah. You know. All right. Interesting. Is there anything, anything else you want to talk about events or are we good? No, I think we're good. All right, man. Well, this is fun. This is fun. We, we kept it under a manageable time limit this time. So I know. I have a tendency to talk a lot. So. And the last oh. time, it seemed people dropped off once Andrew started saying, this is raw. So we made sure yeah. not to say it. So if now you just dropped off because I just said, it's this is raw, good, man. You lasted like 30 so minutes. So how many people How many people watched the entire Thing I have to go back and look at. Last I saw, uh, it was in the hundreds, right? It's pretty it was, decent. It's still pretty good. Uh, now, then again, they may have just like left it auto play and left, you know, left the room, you know, it was auto playing and they didn't even hear a damn thing. 
because uh, it clicked. I, I don't have again. I don't have the stats in front of me, so I don't even remember how many clicks there were and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they were interesting stats. We're gonna keep doing this until I feel like it's a waste of time. It's fun. I I agree, and um, and what I'll say. Hey, is- and for the people listening on the podcast, you have no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about the video version of this because we're recording this in video, right? Now. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll say for those of you that listened all the way through, I did want to mention one thing uh, that you can email me uh, at. Uh, Andrew at foxwelldigital.com. Um, we'll see if this is a test. And I have a little trick uh, that if you name your ads all the same or with some unique identifier, you can use Excel using a pivot table in Excel to find out data around what your most successful ad is by CPA. You can also use this to find out what uh, demographics are the most successful using pivot tables. Um, by audience segment um, and a lot of interesting things. And so if you email me, I'm happy to send over my little tip sheet on that uh, if you're listening. So it's andrew at foxwelldigital.com. And we'll see that as a test of those that really listen. But it's some really cool tips that I think you would really find valuable. I'm curious. So that's <laughs> andrew at andrewfoxwell.com. At Foxwell Do you remember those old 1-800 number commercials? They like say it eight times. So I think you gotta say it a few more times. Call now. <laughs> That's Andrew. No reason. Yeah, but they definitely dropped off of this. So, thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, you know, I picked up the tab. I'm sure everybody saw that. Let's go. I picked up the tab. I paid for it. This is this is the hard part about the video. Now I can't fake it. It's like yeah, I didn't. I you didn't pick up any damn tab. Yes, I did. Trust me. I know. I'm paying for your beer. We Somehow. should actually record this in a pub. Yeah. And on live video. Something. Yeah, we should. And, and like I've said, I've got this little bar in our basement now, and we should be in separate bars or something. I don't know. Ah, that's good. I could definitely do that. <sighs> anyway, thanks again, my man. Well, I think we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Sounds but, good. Uh, otherwise, thanks everybody for checking in. Until next time, right. do awesome things. We're out. Oh, that was some good stuff. Thank you so much, Andrew, for being on the show. And if you enjoyed that, Every single month, we've got Andrew on the podcast. I like to mix it up. Um, every couple of weeks, what I do is I have a guest. It's either Andrew or it's John Robinson. Completely different approaches. With Andrew, we're going to talk about Facebook marketing. Uh, with John Robinson, we're going to talk about more of like uh, just business-related stuff. It's not always Facebook. So I hope you enjoyed this perspective. Andrew's a great dude. Uh, again, find him at uh, foxwelldigital.com. So otherwise, great stuff. We'll see you again next week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.